everyone and welcome back to another episode with Hallie Wednesdays for our Saturday Mug Chats podcast. We're so excited for what we have to talk about today and we're so excited to get to the meat of our discussion and let you guys know what we prepared for our episode for today. So as usual, we always start off with a bit of a roundtable between myself, MB and Jen. So MB, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm having a good week like a good change type of week you know like how we've been having several weeks of like oh okay and then last time we said we we're feeling better and, and now I think I, I got to the point of feeling okay like getting back into, into the groove feeling like my real self so I think that's a good thing <laughs> no yeah that's a great thing I know we kind of had this weird uh Last few weeks, where we've always been, we were all just extremely tired, and <laughs> I'm glad we're kind of all back to our, are starting to get back onto our regular rhythms, I suppose. Um, Jen, how are you? How is your week going? I think my week is going better than last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy because it's my first festa, Yay! so that one is amazing. Um. And I'm very excited uh, because How You Wednesdays is having an in-person activity this Saturday. So by the time this uh, this podcast comes out, uh, we would have been done with the activity. And I think, you know, having this conversation with our very special guest aligns so well with the um, event that How You Wednesdays um, is doing together in mm-hmm. partnership with um, one of our friends. And I am excited for that. You're absolutely right, Jen. You know, I think that this is actually the first podcast episode I think we're doing about one of our pillars for Holly Wednesdays. Actually, for I don't think we've ever spoken about the pillars in super uh, detailed on the podcast before, but just before we introduce our special guest, um, Holly Wednesdays actually sits on three pillars. So the first being our mental health aspect, of course, and then our angle of community through the K-Wave. And finally, our third pillar, the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. So that's actually the pillar that we're going to be addressing for today's podcast. And we're so excited to introduce our special guest for today. So I'm going to turn it over to MB to take it from there. So I'm very happy to introduce this guest today because this person is actually one of the first people who gave me a start in doing activities like this. So Sess in her group, which we will be talking about later, invited me to a vlog interview and it was such an experience that I became inspired to do more and hence our podcast. So Sess Milado has over 30 years of experience in both nonprofit and corporate sectors. She has worked in over 20 countries and has supervised consultancy assignments in over 100 countries. The key focus of her work in recent years have been on governance, program design, participatory development, and learning. Her global engagements were preceded by more than a decade of the -the on-the-ground immersive work in Southeast Asia applying participatory approaches and building capacities of communities and government entities to address a whole range of issues, including, but not limited to, women gender, water and sanitation, human rights, HIV and sexual and reproductive health and rights, migration, disability, mental health, and child rights. 
She has worked with the UNAIDS, UNFPA, International Civil Society Support, Family Health International, Academy for Educational Development, and the Asia Foundation, just to name a few. Okay. Alongside these professional endeavors, uh, Seth is a founding trustee of Yakup Foundation, which is how I met her, actually. Yakup Foundation is a passionate group of alumni of the Philippine Science High School, whose mission is to promote mental health and well-being amongst young people, alongside with their caregivers and mentors. So not very far off from what we're doing with Howie Wednesdays. And on a side note, Sess is also a singer. She's a theater artist, a creative writer, and likes to dabble in photography, using her phone to take photos of nature when not in these types of engagements. Okay. So I turn it over to Yana to start the conversation with my good friend, Sess Meliado. Thank you so much for that introduction, MB. We're so excited to have Sess during our podcast today. So, Sess, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? Thank you, too, for having me. I am good uh, for once. It's a sunny day in London, where I am right now. And we're preparing for a heat wave of 31 degrees. Oh, diba? Hindi na nila alam gagawin. Ang init, init. <laughs> it's 20 degrees right now, so people are out sunbathing. Yeah, so I'm good. <laughs> Sunshine is always good. A healthy dose of um, yes. vitamin D, as they say here. Okay, yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you, MB, for that really uh, lengthy um, description of my colorful past and present. <laughs> so... Let's do this. Yes, yeah, so we're so excited to have you talk about something that, you know, MB was saying in your introduction, you have so much experience with. So we're so excited to hear from all of your stories about working with all these many causes and championing all these, especially the SDGs, you know, championing a lot of them in your work. So I think now is the perfect time to start with our first section. So how did you become involved in nonprofit work first? Um. Yung international work, my first trip out was wasn't was in my early 30s, was in into Cambodia. That was post-war Cambodia. I was recruited to be to run a program of Oxfam um, mm-hmm. International in Cambodia. And um in immediately my work was working was with women um and disadvantaged options post-war Cambodia. And what brought, but what brought me into this pathway was really my theater background in the Philippines. Ah, so I was, yeah, from UP Palang when I was in the University of the Philippines, I was part of a street theater company. And then I joined um, the Philippine Educational Theater Association, which is PETA. We were doing a lot of um, community theater. So really, that was the foundational um, set of experiences and and skills and tools that brought me to international work. Mm-hmm. So I became a kind of a parang ang naging specialization ko was participatory development. And I used a lot of theater tools in engaging communities, including in adultacy and including later on to women's, uh, you know, to women's working with women and women's empowerment, but using arts 
visual arts, um, theater exercises um, to cross that boundary of you know literacy and uh, and language even. Kasi de ba hindi naman sila nag ibang ibang lingwa hindi naman nag hindi naman lahat English literate. Pagdating ko sa Cambodia, atuto ako magkemer, oha, salita ng local language, but But I had interpreters to help me along. But so yeah, just to just to show that that you know your skills your skills doesn't always have to be in your coming from your formal the formal educational structure, mm-hmm. but so, being socially engaged um, and working with communities can actually be built upon. Lalo na when you go into development work. Wow, that's so amazing! I actually, when you, uh, when MB said that you were in theater and you can, you were a singer before, I was wondering, like, I wonder if that played a role in, yes, role in your nonprofit, that you started nonprofit, and um, I just wanted to ask a follow up question. So for yeah. the for your activities for nonprofit, I know one of the questions like. That we're going to get to is a bit on the taboo stream, like certain topics yeah, are a bit yeah. more difficult to talk about. Would you say that you um using this method of communication, whether it's through theater or through other aspects, mm-hmm. can be one way to change the taboo stream? Yes, because ano eh, pag gumamit ka ng um tools that bring out the ability of people to express themselves mm-hmm. like for example when i work with women one of the key basic ano lang, objective of an exercise is breaking silence being able to put language in how they feel what they went through and for example in cambodia it was about people who had gone through the khmer rouge i don't know if you're familiar with the history of cambodia but had gone through a lot of violence or mm-hmm. women who have been Um, uh, victims of domestic violence, and M- MB would know that because you know, have when when a generation goes through traumatic experience, they bring about dysfunctional behaviors also mm-hmm. into how they bring up their own the next generation. So then you also have you know women who are. Objects of domestic violence in there. Mm-hmm. I worked with them, and sometimes it's a it was as simple as you know, give them a piece of paper and make them draw their lives. That it if it are if it were a river, what would your life look like if it was a river? I called it the river of life, and mm-hmm. that becomes don lalabas na dawa yung ano so yung kanilang kanilang mga pinagdaanan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is the, and then I think that is the first step, just giving a voice to that. And then, you know, they they find they they struggle to find the words then to express what is otherwise nakatago inside. Right. Does that answer what you your question? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. There's <laughs> no, so no, much no. to talk about. Kaya. No, if I'm sharing, <laughs> it's only because I'm really listening. <laughs> no, but there's, but I what I really like about what you said was that. There's so many ways to communicate, and sometimes words aren't enough to be able to express like really how you feel about a certain situation, or be able to even get to the surface of what you've been through. Especially what you were talking about, uh, the people in Cambodia, their experiences, especially post their traumatic experience. I can't. I mean, I think what you were saying really about um, how. They were able to communicate using drawings or being able to communicate in other exercises was mm-hmm. one way to kind of break that break that barrier 
and have mm-hmm. and communicate with them also in a different way. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, before we move on to the second segment, this month is Pride Month, and we know uh-huh. you're an advocate for gender equality, which is also one of the sustainable development goals. Why, in your opinion, is it important to promote sex and gender positivity, especially in this, you know, present time? That, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, first, in terms of the sustainable development goals, it's cross-cutting. Mm-hmm. It affects all of it, all of it. Kaya mo pang clean water and sanitation, SDG six style. May affect yung gender, de ba? When I, when I used to work also with UNICEF in the Philippines, I was speaking to simple issues that when you think about it, talaga, there's a if you put a gender lens into it, meron merong ibang effect, especially teenage girls. When you talk talk pala of water, you know they were calculating how many how many girls would skip school when they have their monthly period. If there's no clean water in the school or there's no access to proper facilities, hindi na lang sila papasok. O kaya kahit laman tayo. I mean, I went through that when tatagusan ka. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're having... That's natural. That's what we go through. But when you think about it, all these, all if you put a gender lens and, and thus also what... The, the the issue of discrimination or inequity to all of these sustainable development goals, then you see that sex and gender positivity or or having um, or striving to have equity across all the colors of the rainbow. That's <laughs> ano talaga tagosha sa sa lahat ng sustainable development goals. That's such an interesting. I've never actually seen it that way, but that's so true. Like gender equality, I think. I for, I think it's SDG four. Is it four? But it really mm. connects with five. All, five. Five. It connects yeah. with all the other goals. Your, mm. Especially also um your example of clean water and sanitation. That's that's a reality that not a lot of people talk about. But it's a it's reality so practical. That a lot of women. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I actually think that's the perfect segue into Jen's segment <laughs> because she's talking about the UN SDGs and sustainable investment. So I'm going to turn it over to Jen. Okay. Hi, Jen. Hi, Sess. Thanks, Yana. I think my main concern about um, my section is how to keep it within the time. <laughs> initially I'm the no? Yeah, because this is something that we really, really like talking about. I think, you know, when Yana had shared earlier that one of the pillars of PALU was actually um, the UN SDGs. So mm-hmm. we do run um, certain programs that, you know, we, um, we talk about what the SDGs are. Um, if uh, people are curious, we actually have a portion in our IG that talks about what BTS has done specifically oh, yeah. um, in relation to the SDGs. But, they're you know, very powerful that, ambassadors for the SDGs. Yes, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh. talking about the SDGs, uh, um, says we keep mentioning them. Yeah. Um, we, can you talk more about the sustainable development goals and why exactly are they important? Okay. Yung sustain, so, so, una, yung sustainable development goals, ano yan? Nag-umpisa yan as, as parang... Uh, the Millennium, Millennium Development Goals, diba? Tapos, nung 2015, well, prior to that, of course, marami ng discussions in the UN to develop it years before. But by 2015, 
nagkaroon na ng expanded and learning from what was not covered by MDGs and the current um, problems, issues, challenges of the planet, <laughs> um, naging 17 and uh, comprehensive goals. Um, so why are they important? Because they are covering all aspects of our sustainability as a planet, as a people, as a, you know, as, as a, not just as people, kasama nature, kasama living things um, in, this, in this planet. Um, and that is the only way we can continue to survive as a pl planet if we look at this in a whole holistic manner and address all the concerns. So let's try to go through the 17 if you want, but I'll try to do it three seconds each. <laughs> uh, ano lang, keywords tayo, keywords na, keywords na lang para simple, no? So we go for number one. Number one is essentially walang maghirap, no poverty. You know, there's longer wordings, I'll skip the, the entire word, but the essence of it is that no one, no one is, lives under what we call the poverty thresholds. Um, idugtong na natin, kumusta ba naman ang Pilipinas? <laughs> um, ang Pilipinas, when it comes to this um, indicator, we are in what they call the significant challenges remain for us. Taapat eh, yung rating, kumbaga sa ano eh, below passing tayo. <laughs> below passing sa no poverty. And then the, the sustainable development, SDG 2, means um, it's aiming for zero hunger, walang nagugutom. Yeah? In that uh, in the SDG um, uh, uh, goal, pagsak tayo. <laughs> Major, we're on a red. The Philippines is on a red. That means, yeah, we have. I, I guess we see that naman. Alam natin yun, di ba? Bilang Pilipino, alam natin marami ang nagugutom. Um, dalo na sa mga remote areas or even in the city okay the third one sdg3 and i think we we would like to talk a little more about that also later is good health and well-being tatagos later sa pag-uusap i guess namin ni mb no um this is where um it became a bit more uh, precise from the mdgs because before it was just health in general and here ito yung nilaban ng mga mental health advocates naging good health and well-being uh, so pasok yung mental health, although still kind of, um, there's a clear mention of it in one of the indicators, but meron pang continuing, anto, continuing pa yung advocacy to be more clear about how that is um, measured. And again, for the Philippines, we're on a red, in the red zone around good health and well-being. In the SDG4 is quality education. So we know that. And the Philippines, is, that's where we kind of are above passing. Hindi pa rin green on top, but we're, 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 and I think that has been how the Philippines has been like that. The literacy rate and the access to education is actually relatively good compared to other lower middle income countries. Um, the next one is gender equality. That was, um, um, that's number five, and we touched a bit about that with um, with Yana, no? the um, how we, how gender equality is, and especially young girls and women have special mention in a lot of the indicators under this SDG. Number six, clean water and sanitation. I already mentioned that too. Um, we are still significant. 
in an orange, kumbaga mas mataas ng konti sa red. Parel din sa gender equality, ah, mas mataas ng konti sa red. And then the SDG 7 is affordable and clean energy. Again, we are a bit um, we are a bit low on that, but um, not on a red, but on orange. And then SDG 8 is decent work and economic growth. Um, we're on a red. So these next three, pula tayo dyan, medyo major challenges tayo. The next one, SDG 9 being industry, innovation, and infrastructure. And the number 10 is reduced inequality. So yung inequality sa lipunan, medyo namumula-mula <laughs> yung rating ng Pilipinas. Um, next is SDG 11. Malapit na, nasa 11 na tayo. <laughs> Meron ka dyan. May kodigo si ano. Si Jen, SDG 11, Sustainable Cities and Communities, um, we're on an orange. And then on SDG 12 is Responsible Consumption and Production. So yehey tayo, ito lang ang green natin. Ang green natin is number 12, Responsible Consumption and Production. So maybe yung, yung kahit maraming nagre-reklamo before na nag, nagwala ng plastics, plastic shopping bags or kailangan ka actually um yeah or i think we're one of the first uh, um localities na nagano metro manila and other cities na nag ano talaga nag naglagay ng mga even small acts but later bigger you know nag nag add on eh, yung small acts of um being environmental friendly um climate action is 13 and we're a yellow which is kind it's just below green and then life below water is um our sdg 14 we are on a red ana importante sa atin dal napapalibutan tayo ng tubig no but there's a lot of investment in the philippines like the us government the us government um with, through usaid actually has big programs around um natural resources and waters um pag ano ng natural resources sa pilipinas mga sea uh, oceans. Um, and then life on land is 15. Uh, that we are red on that too, red bin. Number 16 is sadly uh, a red zone. Uh, main major challenges remain in this. And that this is peace, justice, and strong institutions. Um, and yeah, sadly, um, in the latest years, we have been, um, uh, yeah a red uh, rating on that one. Um, and then the last one is partnerships for the goals. Um, and we are on an orange for that. So that is the yun, ang 17 SDGs. Maganda yung kodigo nyo. Yun yung, ano eh, yun yung official icons. Yeah, that's what the, the UN <laughs> promotes, the, the use of those icons. Um, and then what happens is there's a dashboard that then countries are rated according to that. And so so the Philippines only has one green. Um, so we have a long way to go. As you said, but it's a, overall our index score is 66.6. Bagsak pa rin ba yun? Sa, pag sa, sa card, sa card sa school, ano yun? Ano? Red. <laughs> yeah, ba yun, passing, 75%. <laughs> <laughs> Bagsak pa tayo. Ayun. So I hope, uh, that was, uh, I don't know how many minutes that took. Ilang minutes ba yun? 
You're 17. And and if you're interested too, in terms of ranking globally, we're 90. We're, our rank is 95. Yeah? Of one, two, three. Ayon, that's where we're at. Yeah, thanks, Sess. Uh, for the listeners, uh, the Pagligo <laughs> that Sess was talking about is actually one of the bookmarks that Hallyu has. We gave it away during one of our events. Oh, that's so nice. It lists down the sustainable development goals and then it has the QR code, um, which is also found on our IG, on our IG um, how account. Can, yeah, how can they avail of that? That's really uh, nice. That one we will need to check internally. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> my oh. favorite. Magandang yeah, promo so, yan, ah, listeners. I-pressure nyo sila para maging available sa inyo. <laughs> ang, uh, <laughs> ang bookmark nilang maganda. And uh, it's really, I can see it. They're so, showing it to me on the screen. It's um Because the UN has then tried to translate all the SDGs that I mentioned into icons that are easily understandable and hopefully easy to remember. Yeah, thanks, Sess. That is such a... I don't just... Because the three of us have been working on this for a while, but you know, just being reminded of what the SDGs are. And I think one of the things that we have been trying to do is we're trying to make it relatable. So that's mm. what Hallie has been doing in yeah. terms of what BTS has been doing um, to support or to advocate for the uh, sustainable development goals. So, mm. wow, 17, dami. dami. And then we have, right? You mentioned isa lang yung green natin. <laughs> but realistically, you know, um, while we would want to have a passing marker on all of these, I think there also is a timeline for it. The Millennium Development Goals had a timeline of 10 years. Yeah. And then for the SDGs, it is 2035. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2030. It's 2030. 2030. So it's, 2030. Yeah. it's another uh, 15 years. It was launched in 2015. No? So given that there's 17, yeah. So... What do you think in terms of the Philippines? Which ones should be prioritized? I think the reds. Where we are on the reds, diba? Mar- marami yun. <laughs> Although marami pa rin yung pagsantay pula. <laughs> Ibig sabihin talagang, there's about one, two, eight. There's eight areas where the Philippines is on a red zone. I think, key, syempre yung gutom, diba? Zero hunger yung number two. Nakapula tayo dun. Oh, that's very basic. I mean, paggutomang tao. Paano? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm laughing, but it's not actually funny, right? But yeah, hunger is SDG 2. We're red on that. Good health and well-being, and that includes mental health, but um, also just uh, basic uh, health. And then I think that was kind of showed to our face with when COVID happened, right? Because then we saw how difficult it was kung tayo nga, the, the, you know, people like us, people like yourselves who have more or less naman, no? more, the privilege of being able to afford at least some, you know, the, the care. Paano na yung iba? Inisip ko talaga yung nagka-COVID din ako eh, na severe. But paano na lang yung hindi maka-afford, di ba? Ano, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, also mental health, what it did during the COVID era, apart from before that, and, and as you know, even the stresses of poverty and not having the, the right, um, the, or not, the needed income, puts mental stresses on any individual and a family. 
and we are all a red on that red tayo sa hunger sa health and well-being bagsak din tayo sa decent work for people um and and inequalities too exist in our society and that's always how it's been <laughs> di ba ang la sa Pilipinas yung rich and poor <laughs> yung gap between that and how it's, it's really quite um uh app- appalling bond term and then the other one is of course peace justice and strong institutions so you know be- bringing back people's trust in governance um making making someone feel na kapag when something wrong when a wrong is done then you can seek justice for it or that that you are safe from being um accused of something or being punished for something you didn't you're not naman guilty of doing but but dahil mahirap ka wala kang magawa yung ganun. so we're all red on that so in terms of priority to me i think kanon addressing uh, hunger and how do you do that is a complex matter diba again it cuts across the other things then um inequalities and also justice thanks sis while you were talking it was like pieces of lego ah diba my brain yeah part talaga kaya nga Janet tapos ang kamag-uumpisa hindi pwedeng isa lang eh <laughs> yes but also because um you were saying something earlier that uh triggered something in me ah. it's about yeah. having a safe space which yes. is what we've also been trying to advocate yes. um as happy so the safe space is not just being mentally safe physically mm-hmm. safe It's also safety in a way that as an individual you have enough food, so you don't have the mm-hmm. you don't have the mental stress of ah saan ako kukuha ng pagkain for the next day. Yeah, that that yeah. takes a toll on a lot of people. Yeah, de ba? Now mm-hmm. in 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 a broader in a broader context, we call that uh, food security also, because that's part of how you a human being feels secure, de ba? Or a society feels secure if it knows that. Hindi siya magagahol sa sa pagkain kasi nurturing the body as much as you nurture your the other aspects of your being of your person. Hi, ang daming kailangan gawin. <laughs> But yeah, so you tayo nag-iisam. In fairness, madaming umi-effort, you know, there's different sectors in our society, both government and civil society. There's There's lots of of efforts to do this. It's just that Australia, some of them are a hard climb. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Sis. Yeah, you were actually that's my next question, ah. Kasi ang dami, eh, 'di ba? Mm-hmm. It's 17 goals. Mm-hmm. Um and malayo pa tayo dun sa target, 'di ba? So, you know, as small groups, what can we mm. do? Um as small groups or individuals, what can we do to move the Philippines in a, maybe in an improved position in our own individual or small ways? I think we can learn. It, when I look at the whole, parang the whole icons, the dashboard for the Philippines, I always believe now when there's a green, which we call, there's a frame of saying, uh, um, ano yun, yung uh, positive, uh, positive deviance. Deviant siya dahil positive siya. Sa red yung iba eh, bakit siya green? That's that's a space for learning. Bakit nag-work yun? Ano mga ginawa dun sa sa anong yun na nag-work and that could, could possibly, maybe not, but there might be clues there of how we can 
make the other things go green too. So that's where I'm thinking na ang, laka, ang ganda nung nangyari dito sa SDG 12 for Philippines is that it was the millennials actually, ah, I think, that changed the thinking and habits. Maliliit yan eh, maliliit na uh, incremental things. You know, nauso na yung, nauso yung mga, ano ba tawag dito? Ano nga yung mga cloth bags? How do you call that? The shopping bags na cloth na. The reusable bags? Oh, oh the reusable bags. Diba? Tapos naging fashionable pa. Oh, ha? Iba-iba. Tapos may giveaway na nga rin yung Hallyu eh. Ng reusable. <laughs> Sinubo sila. Sa, sa loob nun, sa loob nun, nandun yung bookmark. <laughs> okay, and then, yun yung bag tag. Ang ganda yun, ha? Bag tag. Nandun yung 17 Hallyu. Hindi yeah. design ko na, no? <laughs> diba? Pa-sponsor natin, pa-sponsor. No, no. But what I mean is, these are increment, these are small things and habits that change that you were able to the society as a collective was able to change. But what did that take? It took not just government legislation, but it also took the private sector, small companies that then said, we will change our straw, our drinking straw, to, to we're not use plastic anymore. But when you think about it, million yun na, in, in, one, in one year, aabot ng millions of plastic straws na nagagamit but but that changed and how many plastic bags did you know some of the groceries um stop using uh and then and then consumers then also changing then uh, you know i i remember my own kids were like they would be the ones to insist um wag niyo na pong i-plastic may dala po akong bag right and that happened um, but then it incrementally, and I'm sure there's bigger things, of course, but it does add up um, for smaller, as you said, what are the actionable things people can do? Right? But the other, you know, with other things here, maybe there's something we can learn from that. We can just, you know, as a community, think of the ways where we can change habits and, and reduce inequalities and, for example, uh, we were we we were gonna talk of, of when Siana was speaking of stigma also, de ba? Ano din yun eh, manggagaling sa sariling ano. Si MB hindi ko nakita yung yung ano niya kanina eh, yung message niya, echo bag. Talaga naman. Pasensya na lola nyo ha, wala ka sa lingwahe namin yung echo bag. Bayong! Bayong! <laughs> bayong sa amin. Ha? Ang lola ko may bayong. <laughs> Eko bag na ngayon ang tawag. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean? It could change with the generation. It becomes a part of the language na. Diba? Tapos ganun din. Sa inequality. So, kasi discrimination and stigma. What the, uh, grabe ang impact nun all across. It, uh, it reduces access to services, to job employment, to education. Diba? Even sa hospital, minsan, diba? Yung, yung attitude to them. So there's, there's just a lot of... And we can change that. You, that. That one can change from a person. How you view someone else with, you know, someone who's not like you, with a unique challenge physically. O, diba? O kaya iba magdamit sa'yo or mas... You know. So all that. Does that answer your question? Parang, yes, yeah. it does. 
Yeah, interestingly, <laughs> when you were talking about it, I was thinking of um, diversity and inclusion. Hmm. Because that is one of the ways that, you know, um, that we can reduce inequalities. Yeah. So it's not making sure that um, the group or the people that you're with are, that, that there is diversity, but you also make them feel included. So yes. there are yeah. certain, I, I remember there's a difference between um, equality and then, um, I, I remember there were three. Eh? The, the photo was that um, it's not just making sure that everybody has the same. Ayong may ladder. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there are people uh, who may need more. It's equity. Yes. Yeah. Some people may need more yeah. to be able yeah. to, yeah. Reach to reach the same, the same heights. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's why I use equity. Because yun yun eh. Parang those who need more support, you give that. Para pareho silang na naaabot. Diba? So. Yeah. And we can just Thanks. help each other. It can be simple as that. What do you do? They, we help each other. <laughs> those who need more help, then we help them out. <laughs> We help them out and we always but practice. But there's you know, hope, there's time. hope, Jen, because as you said, even you know, when, when we, we don't have much time, but we were going to talk also what does sustainability mean? Um, that's our sustainable investment. Yung mga bagong lingwahe ngayon around, um, e, like for example, in sustainable ESG. investing, ESG. Where did that yes. come from? It was the millennials who pushed for that. You know, that, 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 that simply saying na we have to look at when we talk of sustainable investment, we talk about the environment, we talk of what social impact it would have, we talk about governance, how it is governed so that it drives towards um, positive change and transparency and good practice. So may pag-asa kasi nagpapumapasok na siya sa practices or at least corporates or government are pressured to because the people are watching that and asking for that, or even brands are being asked to be more responsible. So, yung mga campaigns nila ngayon, even in advertising, is that we are we use sustainable. Ano, this is your your new brochure is made out of sustainable recycled plastic. Kahapon lang kasi nakita ko yun. Dito sa Primark, nakalagay yung bra, bralette was made out of ano daw, recycled parang plastic. Saka, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, we, we can we can talk so much about this because I know, I'm in kaya corporate. Aga yeah, so the biggest thing now is really um a lot of the corporations are being asked um about their ESGs. Yes. And I think um certain certain countries and certain um listings will require a declaration on what your corporation has been doing. In terms Correct. of dancing um, the SDGs, yeah. Right. Oh my God, says we can we, we can talk about Banda, this right? may, here, in the, here in the UK. Yeah. They even they even have like um another ba kailangan clear sa recruitment policy mo in your job ad about diversity, inclusion, and belonging, the ba nandoon na we you know, they encourage and that they're a company that would encourage applicants who are um, of different race, color, whatever, you know, disability. And then the other one is also um, the demand for, kahit nga ano eh, dito kailangan required yata sa mga website ng corporate yung anti-modern slavery. Yes. Anti-exploitation modern slavery, di ba? May statement ka dapat na i-renew mo every, every year. So there, everyone is being, I mean, 
those who run the big corporations and governments are being made to be accountable. And that's brought in by the just the vigilance of the, the your generation and the next generation. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks if we got more time, we can talk about this um, <laughs> more in more detail. But I think now, you know, it's because we were talking about um, good health and well-being. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Seth, for your time. The MB, oh, uh, over very now. welcome. Thank you for listening to part one of episode 13, Championing Advocacies for Sustainable Development with Seth Miliado. We'll see you in two weeks for part two.